a mindset a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid to admit that I was a bit like, oh no, I'm fine not using tea. I don't need to. Yeah. But actually, yeah. all those things that you showed me that Wakefit can do, the stuff I do already, yes. it's just going to make my life so much easier. Yeah. It's going to be quicker. Um, and I think as we've had we've had this conversation before that the idea of using technology is meant to make things easier, not just for the sake of using them, but yeah. to make things more interesting, yeah. which hopefully makes things easier. And therefore, people want to do it more, which means hopefully they'll learn more. Hello, this is Beth and this is the Digital Natives in FE podcast. Coming up on today's episode, I'll be chatting with my fellow colleague, who is also an ESOL lecturer. And we talk about what technologies we've used in the past and what we intend to use on the future. And Kasha talks about how she has learned to embrace technology and why she's finding it so useful to use for motivating her students. Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast, Um, it's episode 3, I've actually been away for a while, Um, my first two episodes were before the summer and of course working in education, we get to have a nice long summer Um, and I did not put it to waste because I went to Sicily for four weeks I'm very fortunate to be able to do this purely because I used to live there. I have a lot of friends there and um, a way to rent cheap accommodation and keep myself busy over there. Um, I will say it was extremely hot and in a way it was nice to come back to England for some uh, cool air. Uh, having said that, while I was there... Um, I was thinking a little bit about work. Um, I do think it's really important to keep your mental health healthy um, and to take a break from work. Um, And having said this, I deleted all of my kind of work apps. Uh, This includes my Twitter, my LinkedIn. Um, Just because I wanted to take a complete break, I just wanted to relax, uh, you know, read a book, not not think about work. However, I did have a little think, a little idea while I was away to make a TikTok. Um, So I'm actually doing some little TikTok videos. Um, This will be part of the personal project of mine, just like the podcast, just to see how it goes, really. Um, I'm still getting used to the platform of TikTok, um, but I just think it's really good for not just... I think a lot of people see TikTok as, as I suppose, like all social media was originally, where it's a lot used for just speaking with friends. And um, as we know with TikTok, it's like dances and people copying each other and it's not really something I'm personally interested in. But there's quite a lot of people now on TikTok who are doing little educational videos. So I thought, ah, this could be an outlet for us to cascade the information about EdTech. And I think beyond it, you can actually 
use EdTech because TikTok is an EdTech tool. Um, there's really good features on there. You can actually do really good things just by using your mobile phone, much like this podcast. I'm using Anchor. Um, really easy to use and I just use my phone basically for everything. So this week's episode will be a chat with my colleague. So we work at the same college. Um, We actually only met when I started at the college in September. Um, Kasia has become a really good friend of mine. Um, Like I said, we started out as colleagues. I was working as an ESOL tutor full time for a few months until I got the role as digital and blended learning champion, which I am still continuing to do for the next year. But like I said, me and Kasia were stayed friends um, and she's a fantastic teacher. And I'll be honest, I've not actually seen her teach, but I can just tell how good a teacher she is from the way she speaks. And the reason for this is because she has to be the person, out of all the teachers I've ever met in my life, she has to be that teacher that really puts her students first and foremost before everything. Um, And that's, to me, is the beginnings or the continuations of, you know, a great teacher. She's always considering the students. Um, What else I like about Kasia, and we will talk about this um, in the actual segment, is that she was apprehensive about technology. So when I started the role it was trying to introduce technology and she admits that she perhaps wasn't so flexible and didn't see the use of not all technology but maybe some technologies Um, but within the last year she's actually realised how beneficial it can be to use technology to enhance the pedagogy and to help the learners learn also not taking away the fact that we do need a human teacher and online teaching maybe has its benefits but also face to face and the classroom is there too Um, i'm really looking forward to just being back in the classroom i don't know about you but it's just so nice to not have any covid restrictions i think it's really easy to you know forget covid exists and i would love to think it's it's gone away and it hasn't but um it seems to me like we're going back to to normal and it doesn't seem to be causing too many problems um so i'm really excited i start another year of the project on the digital and blended learning project um, i'm really excited about what that will entail i'm really excited about my tiktok you would like to join my TikTok page, the TikTok page is called Digital Native FE. So that's a little bit different from my podcast because my podcast is Digital Natives in FE, but this is actually called Digital Native FE and you can have a look at some of my videos. So you may prefer something quicker. So TikTok is a way that you can make things sort of quick and snappy and this will help one type of audience whereas a podcast could be another type of audience who are willing to listen to uh, long speeches.
I'd just like to add here that if you can, please download the podcast so that you're not streaming because this will help the environment and it's something I'm very passionate about. So if you can download the episode and listen to it that way, that would be great. So as we're on the subject of technology and we're kind of looking at what you've maybe used and what you would like to use in the future because you'll be we're talking now in sort of the beginning of the year so it's getting to September and we're all planning for this year. Can you tell me about what you've used in the last year that you think has really helped especially during the lockdowns with ESOL students and the young ESOL students? So we were told at the beginning of last year that we would have to train all our students, all of our students on how to use like Zoom or Microsoft Teams. Um, it was generally accepted that Zoom was an easier option um, for the teenagers once they were given laptops. Because um, a lot of our students, it wasn't the technology that they were struggling with. It was the fact that they didn't have any to begin with. But, you know, some, some families were sharing one room between the entire family, yeah. one laptop if they had one. Um, and it's quite common with the ESOL students would you say yeah absolutely yeah. yeah it was pretty good I had a trainee teacher mm. so she was brilliant yeah using Zoom with the students and that was like right. well. right. did you do live lessons then yeah she did live lessons mm. um, she was brilliant basically we because I had a class well, where half were able to access Zoom and the other half yeah. weren't so she took the ones that could and I basically used WhatsApp for a yeah. long time with the ones that that was the only technology they yeah. could access yeah and what kind so, of things did you give them then okay so what's that just like youtube videos pdfs that they could then either use on their phones and send yeah. back to me yeah or they would take photos of the work they've done just in their notebooks yeah. and send it back to me for marketing etc we used a lot of different it wasn't just i think people wouldn't think oh, we just use WhatsApp. we just send them the work it wasn't the case we tried yeah. to make it as interactive as possible. and the really good thing about it was that it was highly personalised. Mm. So we, I went at the pace that the student needed to go at much more than in the classroom. So would you send them work individually or would you send, like, say, every student the same worksheet? Okay, so I started off, for example, my starter activities were always... I carried on doing what I'd done previously in the classroom, which was um, spelling tests. Yeah. Especially for the really low level. So we, I'd start off recording the spelling test. And actually, it was brilliant because for the entry ones, I could see that they were listening. Right. Pressing pause. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pressing pause. So actually, it was really good for them. Yeah. Um, so it shows you that on WhatsApp, does it? Yeah. Okay. But you could see, generally speaking, if they were live yeah. um, with me, I could see how long it would take. Yeah. So I, no, I couldn't see that they were pressing pause. And okay. Play, yeah. But just by the amount of time it took them to then okay. send me. Um, their, their things but yeah it was, it was good um, and then I had one particular student who had just turned up in the UK with about three words of English just before Christmas um, and then we went into lockdown obviously in January so we were teaching online in January and for him it was brilliant because I could start again because he had no English mm. whatsoever so I basically just started from the very very beginning and that was fantastic for him because he basically got one-to-one tuition mm. Yeah. To help improve his English. And it really worked. Yeah. Because then by the time he came back in March, okay, he hadn't caught up. 
but he knew a lot more than he had done. Yes, yeah, better than that was it was just me and him. So tell me just about the PDFs, because you said you got them to do the PDFs. How did they do that? Yeah, so that was up to them. Um, so if I would send them, say, for example, um, a YouTube video yeah. um, with a particular number of points, for example, and then we'd have, I would then go through uh, the worksheet that I'd sent them. And then if we were on PDF, because it was just easy to send on. So how did they use it? I'm thinking about that technology, like, yeah, so they would just open it on their phone. Some okay. of them then use a screenshot of it right. and fill in the information and send it back to me. Like on a, oh, right, okay, on like their phone. Editor, okay, yeah. On their phone. Yeah. Some would, if they, had to, if they had the option, they would print it out. Okay. And then take a picture. It, yeah. And then send it back to me. Some of them would use the PDF on their phone and then use, put the answers in their notebooks and then send them those to Yeah. It's mostly that so do you think did they um kind of know how to edit photo like pdfs quite well you didn't need to okay yeah quite a few of them did um the ones who needed more support in class anyway which obviously they weren't able to get on whatsapp yeah when they joined the zoom classes their support worker would come on and then help them so that was great but before that it because it was a case of it really being one-to-one they often sent me if they couldn't read or write very well they'd send me a lot of voice notes so we would actually communicate by voice yeah. note which was really good for them because then they could play it back again yeah so what do you think um there was any areas where you think it would have been better if they were in class oh yeah i mean for the, for the most part i wish we'd been in class the whole time to yeah be honest. Um, the way that i had planned the year as in the year before so I had tried to organise my lessons so that they would be transferable to being online. Um, and for the most part, that kind of works. So I've been, yeah. part of the reason I did that is I thought, right, if I keep them in a routine, so no, not that they just do the same thing by rote, but that the pattern of the class was going to be the same. So we'd start off with a starter activity or a yeah. then we'd do the spelling test, and then the grammar, mm. for example. Yeah. Um, so they were kind of used to it. And when I was talking about how you asked me earlier about did I get did I send them all the same stuff to begin with, yes. Yeah. So at the beginning of the lesson, I would send them a recording, we do the spelling test. And sometimes that's all the students could do. And that's fine. Other students are like, okay, yeah. I'm finished. Send them okay. more yeah. or less, depending on yeah. their level and their ability yeah. and the technology that was available to them. Yeah. So sometimes you'd get students who would disappear for hours. Right. And I'd think, oh, I don't know whether they are, they're okay. And they'd come back, I'm so sorry, teacher, you know, my data went out. Okay, yeah. Electricity went out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, generally speaking, WhatsApp worked really well. Mm. It was incredibly time-consuming. And obviously there was no such thing as group work. Yeah. Um, I wonder about writing, like how much writing practice did they get online? yeah, well, they, they did with me because yeah. I would then ask them to do a writing task. Okay. Say, for example, that was sent on a PDF originally. Okay. But then I'd specifically say, yeah, but this time I need you to write in your notebook. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how did you send back uh, feedback? Uh, exactly the same way. So I would um, mark it on one of my photo editor apps. Yeah. And send it back to them. Um, actually, we'd, so in that respect, there was a lot more feedback okay that I was able to provide okay. students 
on yeah. WhatsApp because it was constant. It was like yeah. a feedback loop, if you like, which worked really well. That's why they managed to improve a rate okay. that maybe I wasn't expecting mm. whilst doing it this okay. way. So do you feel like there was any students that really thrived that way more than they would in class or the opposite, like they they needed more support, like they, they maybe having to teach online, they really lost out, you know, on... Um, yes, so the, the more gregarious, outgoing, extroverted yeah. students certainly didn't like being mm. stuck at home mm-hmm. and they were very vocal about that. Yeah. Teacher, when are we going back to college? When are we going back right. to college? Yeah. Once we switched to Zoom for those students that were able, that was better. Okay. But then things like they didn't put their cameras on because their Wi-Fi wasn't strong. So it was still kind of like... And this is the thing with cameras, because it's a big debate, you know, because still a lot of schools and colleges are saying, some will say, yes, you must have cameras on, and still some say, no, you can't. This is something we discuss in our, like, community of practice. We still haven't come to this conclusion, like, what's the best way other than looking on an individual basis which could be like you said well it's because they have no data it's not because they're trying to be they're, they're trying to not be in class or, get, yeah. or trying to skip class no no definitely it was definitely a case of the fact that they were some of them live in poverty mm. so there may be a case of it, well actually we do have enough data we do have enough wi-fi but i'm embarrassed yeah so yeah. i'm not gonna put my so i never push them yeah. As long as they were oh, yeah. there, yeah. you can tell when they're there. Yeah. Saw when they're still engaging. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't bother me. I don't think a one size fits all. No. Ever works. No. Me. When you've been back in the classroom, because I know you've done a bit when we came back in, um, what kind of technologies have you used, or apps, or something that's been really beneficial for your classes or the students learning? Yeah. Um, gamifying a classroom, I think, always works really well. Okay. Obviously, you can't use anything too much because it then begins to lose its power. Mm. Um, so, Kahoot, but rarely. Yeah. Right. Um, bamboozle, but again, yeah. you know, rarely. And, and for a reason, you know, so to back up the point that you're making or to review or whatever, um, or to find out you know, my knowledge. But the one that I started using relatively late at the end of the term which proved to be a massive success with Bluekit, uh, which is similar to Kahoot, um, but they're playing against each other in the classroom and on their phones, which they, in my classes at least, they all mm. had smartphones. Yeah. That worked. They could connect to the college Wi-Fi. Mm. Um, and the brilliant thing is, it's like, for example, one of the games, you have a seven-minute timer. Yeah. You set the questions yourself. There's millions of answers, right. pre-made sets, whatever. Um, but the questions are repeated, so the students get a chance to correct if they make a mistake mm. to correct them, mm. and therefore they retain it. I think better because then they, they're actually the questions are repeated over and over right, again. Right. Yeah. And this particular game is called oh, I forget some Gold Quest, perhaps. Yeah, I think was it Gold Rush or something. Something. Yeah. yeah. You have to basically they answer the questions. If they answer a question correctly. They get the opportunity to steal gold off each other. Um, it was just, it proved to be a real success across the board. Yeah. All of my students. I didn't have a single student who didn't think it was fun. Yeah. And then, you know, as I like to call it, learning by stealth, we're actually also yeah. learning more. Yeah. Than done in a yeah. more static environment. Worked a treat. Yeah. I loved it and I can't stop singing its praises. Bluekit.com. <laughs> 
And when did you use it? For a starter or...? No, it was... Actually, I used it in all different parts of the lessons because the lessons are quite long, especially with my entry one class. They were there for the whole day, Friday. Oh, God. Not great timetabling. No. Um, so I would use it at different points, especially after lunch when, of course, they come back and they're all a little bit lethargic. Mm. Mostly it was used as a review. Yeah. More than, more than a, a starter or a warmer activity. I was just going to say, has it got a lot of ESOL resources on there? Um. Or would you say it's good for any subject? Any subject. Any yeah. subject. It has loads of already, you know, that other teachers have made. I started making my own. In fact, I've started making my own for this coming year. Yeah. For all the grammar points I'm going to be teaching. Okay. Oh, is it free? Yes. Yeah. I think That's there is good. A pay, there is a paid option. Yeah. There's lots and lots of different games on there. Right. There's at least, I'm going to say at least 10, if not more. Um, we played variations of all of them with my students mm. um, and there were some that were much more popular than others but the setup is pretty much the same and it's really intuitive right user friendly yeah it wasn't hard to get my students on there yeah they were already used to sort of doing things like that for mm. example who wasn't brand new to anybody but they yeah, it was by far the most popular so what will you use um this year are there anything new that you want to try out this year yeah so we had a training session on Wakelet. I don't even know when it was, at some point last year, and I was not impressed with it at all. <laughs> and then I had another training session um, with Wakelet. Um, Who did that session? Oh, that was that one. Let me think. <laughs> oh, that was right. It was you for you. Um, and it was, it was actually really good because you went through all different kinds of, you know, apps and things. And then I thought, ah, oh, this is, okay. This is how you could use Wakelet. So I've decided I'm going to use it in conjunction with Microsoft Teams. Yeah. As part of blended learning that we have to do, um, set up as the lesson. So I'm mm. basically going to use, as some people use PowerPoint. Yeah. Sort of lesson yeah. Plan on, yeah. I'm going to use Wakelet because it's much more interactive. Um, and then I can just send it to the students mm. and then they can go through because you can put on your PDFs, your games, your links, your yeah. videos in the order that I'm going to be teaching. Yeah each lesson um and because i'll be teaching entry three this year so they're already a little bit more used to using yeah. technology etc and part of the reason i even chose to use microsoft teams because again i was a bit like oh, Zoom's, zoom is for me was a lot easier to use and then we had a training session with your good self <laughs> uh, using microsoft teams and i was like oh, yeah okay all right and I think when we're taking this shift from like live lessons now it just being using these platforms for blended learning yeah what do you think that Teams is going to do or Wakelet is going to do to help that blended learning approach? Basically, it's just much more of an easier setup. So it's quite, it's, for me, it's not as it wasn't as intuitive as Zoom was, but now that I know what I'm doing, yeah, show my students how to use it. And saying that, part of the reason I originally said, okay, we should try the Teams, say, over Moodle, mm. um, is that it's a lot easier to then put things on there for the students to see. Yeah. And because one of, I messaged one of my students on WhatsApp asking them something about, I can't even tell you a couple now. Um, and she said, oh, I know what it was. I was asking about another student because I knew they were friends. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm her other student. Is she okay? She sent me a screenshot of a conversation they had. Okay. So she was fine. She just turned it down or something. Okay. I can't remember. And I was like, oh, what? 
what you use when it's all good. She's like, oh, my God, what do you mean? I'm like, uh-huh. Ah, you realise, yeah. Using, yeah. That's yeah. Easier. So that was part of the reason why I was like, yeah. okay, that's a good idea to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Plus it's more secure. And it's more geared towards education, I think, I mean, teams can be quite complicated. And like I say, a lot of my training sessions is it started off small like years ago, but a lot of schools have used it. So when once you get used to it, you want to add more and more things once you get used to it, when students get used to it. But if you come into it now, it seems so complex. So it's just maybe about looking at it from what what do I need to do? I just need to contact my students on it Um send them some homework or whatever and then from there build on it because I know especially in ESOL we're concerned one about the language um for the students and two about their digital skills yeah um and I think you'll say you know the young people are they're already using it I think and I think that I am definitely guilty of underestimating my students abilities Mm. Yeah, possibly because my abilities weren't up there, <laughs> um, and then I decided to just change my mindset a little bit. Yeah, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that I was a bit like, oh no, I'm fine not using technology. Yeah. I don't need to. Yeah, but actually, yeah. all those things that you showed me that Wakelet can do. Yeah, the stuff I do already. Yeah, it's just going to make my life so much easier yeah. because it's going to yeah. be quicker. Yeah, um, and I think as we've had we've had this conversation before that the idea of using technology is meant to make things easier, not just for the sake of yeah using them, but yeah. to make things more interesting yeah which hopefully makes things easier and therefore people want to do it more which means hopefully they'll learn more and i think it's at the beginning you might just need to persevere with it yeah. because trying to get the students they're not used to it you know oh what's this code and i don't get this and like actually logging into the system in the first place can be such a pain but once you've got got through that pain yeah it's it definitely gonna be worth it great um so, you know, obviously I try and encourage, and I'm not, um, I'm not getting paid by Wakelet or Teams yet, <laughs> but um, I genuinely, um, I say that I like these because I think it works. Well, it's like me and Blue Kit. Yeah. I'm yeah. not getting paid by no, them, but not yet. I just, I can't, yeah, <laughs> I just can't stop singing their praises because the other, yeah. you know, the other teachers that I've shown it to who have used it in their class have the same results. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what the beauty of, of technology that's free one, it's free, and teachers are not getting paid. It's the um, it's a more credible statement to yeah. hear teachers saying, "I use this." It's not because they're getting paid. No, 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 definitely. As a teacher, you need to go off and learn it yourself. Well, absolutely. I think, and also, I think that again, going back to that whole one size fits all, you need to find what find what works with you and your students. Yeah. And not everything is going to work across the board. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's always going to be some teachers who resist but also there's always going to be some students who resist yeah. but that's just life and anything yeah doesn't, that doesn't just yeah. necessarily correlate to no yeah. even me like there's certain technologies that I get told about and I think no I'm quite happy with what I'm already using yeah. and that's me who actually likes technology so well it's... you can also kind of get like, overkill yeah it's like okay stop now <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. there's too you much you need to be able to it's too yeah. much and yeah. I think that that's where you kind of have to like for me, because I would love to know about everything, and then I think, but you can't do yeah. that. You have to just use yeah. one or two. One thing, yeah. That go with your style of teaching, yeah. if you like, and with what your students are more likely to engage with. Yeah. Because there's no matter how much I love something, if my students aren't engaging with it, what's the yeah. point? Yeah. So, for example, 
I was going to use whilst we were doing, um, whilst we were teaching online, I was going to use live worksheets yeah. instead of my PDFs. And then I just thought, I'm going to create myself a lot more work for not much more benefit. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I'd rather just give them sort of the, you know, the non-interactive, if you like, yeah. PDF. Yeah. But they are going to interact more with it. Yes, yeah. Than they would if I'd send them a live worksheet. Yeah, just for the sake of sending them a live worksheet. Just for the sake of saying no I've point. used it. Yeah. No point. Like- In the same way that I feel like I'm really, I feel very strongly about using, utilising YouTube. Yeah. So you could use, you know, so I'm teaching the verb to be. You know, yeah. Very basic. And I've spent a long time looking for videos that explain this particular grammar point really yeah, well yeah. in different ways yeah so you end up with three or four really good concise videos yeah that you send to your students you know part of the flipped classroom yeah send it before yeah and then you know you're going to know if they're watching it or not when you come back with the questions in yeah. the classroom afterwards uh, some people think that you know you should especially if you're teaching online um you should make your own videos. And I always think, well, that's a waste of time. I'm not yeah. a videographer. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's already yeah. some brilliant videos yeah. out there with some actual teachers. Yeah. Sorry, online teachers, sorry. That's how they, that's, yeah. you know, that's yeah. their profession. They've made these brilliant videos. Why would Why I not then use spend them? Yeah. days making my own when I don't need exactly. to? It's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, yeah. And as we know, time is very precious for mm. us teachers. So. so what are you so you say you use youtube videos yeah. um i know in the past we discussed about how do you know the students watch that video yeah so again the old school i just send them a worksheet to go with it yeah um and then they have to do the worksheet yeah to see if how much they've understood um but it's actually but that worksheet is is not meant to be the be on and end all it's like a starting point so it's just normally just one page mm. a few questions see if they've grasped whatever it is that the videos yeah. are teaching them. And actually going back to that point earlier, I also wanted to say, which I think is really important, is I'm from London. I've got quite a neutral accent. Mm. I work in the yeah. Northwest. So many of my students, especially the lower level ones, have said, oh, thank you, we can understand you. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it's like, okay, I've got a relatively neutral, mm. easy to understand accent. But the fact is that you live here, you have to learn other accents. You yeah. can't just rely on me. No. Classroom English is very different to being, you know, out and about. And that's another reason why I really insist upon using different videos because all these teachers, all these people making these videos all have completely different accents. And I think it's really important that students are exposed to all kinds of English. Yeah. Which is why also why I encourage them uh, to watch Netflix. Yeah. Or just the news. Yeah. Or anything really that, that is out of their comfort zone, if you like. Yeah. Um, just to get them used to hearing different ways of speaking, different intonation, yeah. different speech patterns, different words. You know, we say that we speak the same language here in America. It's not true. Yeah. But that's brilliant. And I always actually in my classroom try and teach if I know there is another version of that word. As long as we are, I know we are teaching standard English, um, but there's no harm in them teaching, in me teaching them, no. you know, the equivalents. Yeah. Places because one day they will go abroad. Yeah. I'll go somewhere else. I'd be like, wait a minute, I don't understand anything. Yeah. And without the... taught one brand of English, which is Yeah. And without that use of a computer like we have now where we can just put up a YouTube video, we wouldn't yeah. be able to teach that. No, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um it's amazing. I wish that I we'd have the technology now. Yeah. That we had, you know when I first started teaching, two thousand and ten. Mm. I remember saying, Oh, how can I 
showing my students a video. Yeah, okay, we had YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Um, but like watching a full length feature film yeah. was very difficult. And yeah. Now, I mean, when we were growing up, it was like, wow, we're going to have a video day. Oh, we're God. Yeah, the video yeah, yeah, yeah. On. Yeah. When now it's just. Wheeled common. in the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Overhead projector we had. Yeah, I remember that. That was for our hymns. <laughs> we sung in the morning. We had the overhead oh, projector. Gosh, yeah. Showing our age now. <laughs> um, one, a couple of things I wanted to ask about was one about pedagogy. So, what. Was there anything like now or then or in the future you may be not you're struggling with in the classroom or the students are struggling with? For example, some um, you might struggle with motivation or engagement or um, or even language, you know, a language barrier. Is there anything like that that you think you might be able to you have overcome or you you want to try and overcome this year? Um, maybe not pedagogical, but teaching my students that if the class starts at nine o'clock they should be there at nine yeah. o'clock and not half past nine yeah. um has probably been the biggest issue yeah. if you like and also I think that my attitude definitely has changed it's not that I was ever anti-technology like, don't get me wrong it's just I knew what I liked and I thought well, yeah. we'll just stick to yeah. that. we don't need to yeah. use other things but yeah. actually it is been like for example i don't personally like padlet yeah i've got a colleague work who loves it works yeah. really well with her students yeah and that's brilliant yeah whereas i use edupuzzle puzzle puzzle the one with the, the, one, the video yeah, yeah which i thought was brilliant yeah and it so you know there's one now that you can use a share do you remember so it's like because edupuzzle you have to pay for yeah we've got one in the college now that you can yeah. use for free yeah you remember no. Oh. So we've got Planet E Stream. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they've now introduced this quiz feature. So it basically works in the same way. So you can import yeah. a YouTube so video. Then, yeah. You can so see that. that because yeah. it works really well. Yeah. If that's what you like. The other thing I wanted to mention was about because this worked for my students coming in on time. And this is because I had young ESOL students. And this this app's called Class Dojo, which is actually mainly used in primary schools. Yeah, but, I used it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I all I think no, I did. I used it with all my classes at the time, but it did encourage them because they were just getting points and they didn't even know what prize they were going to get. I actually don't think I ever gave them a prize, but it it just gave them that. And even if they came in late and I said, right, I'm giving everyone the points apart from this person, they'd be like, ah. Oh, and then, and then they'd, they'd start coming in early and say, Beth, can you give me a point on, on Class Dojo? So the, it did work. Yeah. You know, it's not going to work with every class. I don't know necessarily it'll work with an adult or certain types, but they really liked, I know it sounds ridiculous, but they liked the little monsters, yeah. the little cartoons. Funny, because you say about might not work with adults, and yet our mm. manager used it in our staff meetings okay. at summer school, and we loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And it really did work as a yeah, motivator. Yeah. But yeah. that's because I think we already had a really good rapport. Okay. And, and everything was already established. And it was yeah. Like a, yeah. Cherry yeah. on top. But yes. Yeah. And also we had stupid categories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we had, a, we had a training session years ago when I worked for the Manchester College. And it was I think it was a woman that had come from a high school. And this was before technology was that prevalent. And she just basically got us as staff to draw a, um, a 
picture of a good student and a picture of a bad student and then we'd write all the areas of what a good student should be then we had to we had on a big sheet like a sort of like a grid with each of the stands let's say it was six of them and every time our table just as staff members during since she did some other training session every time that we did something like maybe shared with others or it was a team player or whatever just in the middle of a teacher, she'd just have stickers on her. So every time she'd like see it, she wouldn't say it, she'd just put the sticker down. Yeah. And the sort of class dojo reminded me of that because it was kind of like you teach him, but then you do, it's difficult to be honest. You have to keep on top of it. But sometimes the, the students will say, can you give me a point for that? So it does work. Um, but I just thought, that I, I just love that training session because even as adults or staff and even as teachers as staff members we didn't feel patronized we were like it was like a competitive thing like oh who's got more stickers than i the think other maybe person? that's maybe it comes from the fact that i'm not competitive naturally at all, yeah in any way shape or form and i used to think it was hilarious because there was a, a website called esl games Plus, oh, yeah. i think.com and it had when i was in poland and the kids i was teaching between the ages of 10 and 12 thinking of a particular class and they were the particularly very very competitive class and at the end mm. of a lesson if we, you know as a reward for, for good yeah. behavior we would play this game and it was always yeah. you know, two teams on the board and they'd come up and use the interactive whiteboard the interactive pen and everything to play these games and they would get so like in a good way not in a not in a horrible way but just mm. so competitive about yeah something that had no money involved yeah, yeah. there were no sweets involved there were no prizes whatsoever <laughs> yeah it was the glory of winning yeah this yeah five minute game yeah, yeah. that would be forgotten about as soon as they yeah, got home yeah. and I, I remember just going guys it's just a game like just but they look at me and that's the worst thing to say I mean, it's just yeah. a game. there's honor here yeah, and I'm like yeah. all right because well, I'm not I don't know I feel like it works motivation behavior you know, going back to like behaviorism if you like yeah and all different kinds of schools have thought about how how things yeah. work and i think that I mean, you never know what kind of class you're gonna get you might well, exactly have a, an amazing say. class also, one day yeah and, and also it depends on the time of day you've got them mm. they're yeah. hungry if something's happened mm. if it's raining outside yeah. i mean yeah. all these things make such a difference yeah you know and i'm i'm quite happy to make a clown out of myself in front of the yeah, classroom yeah. um I'm also never afraid to admit I'm wrong or if I yeah, make a yeah, mistake. Yeah. Um, which for a lot of my students in the past, especially, that's the first time they've seen that. That yeah. a teacher just didn't like them them or make something that. up. And they do, because I'm like, I'm not a robot. I always say no. that's my favorite. Yeah. I'm not a robot. We're all yeah. human. Yeah. We all make mistakes. If I make a mistake, you make a mistake, it doesn't matter. It's how you know, it's true, we learn from them and they really respect that. Yeah. Yeah, they do absolutely, and they, I think they kind of like it if you make a mistake because then they realise or the that rapport they have with you. Yeah. So if you yeah, well, you're not infallible; you're a human yeah. being, yeah, just like they are. Yeah, and yeah. and it gives them the encouragement. Oh well, actually, I don't have to be perfect. Yeah, I could exactly. still, I, I could become a, a teacher or one day, and yeah, exactly, absolutely. The last thing I just wanted to mention was the technology that I showed you. Mm. Remember after teams training? Yeah. Uh, immersive reader yes because immersive reader has just i think last week been put into teams okay for the phone so because originally it was always on the app yeah um but i didn't like it i was like but all my students are using the phone but now they put it in the phone now as well okay brilliant so all of um so maybe just tell me what you 
what you think was great about the immersive reader? Um, Do you remember it changed the language and... Was this the one where you were saying about how you could select? Yeah, so I'd shown you Microsoft Lens, which is basically a combination of, um, like, a, a, it captures documents or it captures text, but you can use Immersive Reader with it, and then the Immersive Reader will change the change the colour. Yeah, that was it, yeah. It'll, well, just loads of things. Yeah, so, for example, it would if you can highlight different parts of speech. Yeah. Which is all the kind of things I do when I'm teaching anyway. Yeah. And this is what I actually referred to earlier, where it just is going to make life so much easier, make things yeah. quicker. Plus, then the students can do it themselves afterwards, sort of refresh their memories. Um, so, for example, you're doing an activity and you want to teach them what adjectives are. You know, sort of back in the day, you'd give them a piece of paper and a pen mm. or yeah. a highlighter or a different colour and say, OK, underline all the adjectives. Yeah. You know, or put squiggly line under the nouns or whatever. Yeah. This kind of does that for you but I would still probably use a combination I'd use a yeah, combination of yeah. technology and the, the physicality of a piece of paper and a pen yeah, um, yeah but it's a good way for them to self-check yeah you know, feedback is a lot quicker in that respect yeah so, they, they again, could use it they could guess and then say right now click this yeah exactly. and it's also improving their digital skills absolutely which are yeah, very important um yeah yeah and I think like for us as ESOL teachers like the picture dictionary on there is brilliant. Yeah. The fact that they can convert. So I think it, I feel like it was made a lot for, to be, what's the word? Like inclusive. So yeah. that if you need to change the color of something, you can do that. But for us as ESOL teachers, it's brilliant for all of these students who are struggling still at the moment to get by in life. Just yeah. walking around the shops, yeah, 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 in the, or reading a letter from the government that they get through the post. Like, how can they do that? Yeah. And this app, you know, is is completely free. It's trusted because it's Microsoft, so it's not yeah. as though they were. I'm sure they will never charge for it because it's Microsoft. Um, it's completely free, and the fact that it can change the language, it can also, if you're not sure what the language is, you can just click on the the word and it puts it into a picture yeah you know for for esol students just think oh, brilliant that's... absolutely i should definitely be using it next month yeah i really hope you will join me on my next episode and have a look at my tips on tiktok so instead of doing my normal quick tip on today's episode, I invite you to have a look at my TikTok page. And I will see you on episode four. Bye. I mean, when we were growing up, it was like, wow, we're going to have a video day. Oh, we're God, yeah, the video yeah, 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 yeah. When the now it's just wheeled common. in the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Overhead projector we had. Yeah, I remember that. That was for our hymns. We sung in the morning. We had the overhead <laughs> oh, projector. Gosh, yeah, showing our age now. <laughs>